0: I'm father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. That's Maximus. The cult wants to kill our unborn grandchildren along with the rest of us, and the numbers prove it. This post takes seven minutes to read and 13 minutes to hear. I, too, am friends to Vax murdered men, and Scott Shara is the father of a little girl killed by a hospital's COVID policy. Children's Health Defense website describes too many VAX slaughters to count. How could anyone have missed the memo about the clot shot's lethal effects? We have the VRS data, the country comparisons, and insurance companies' reports of hugely increased population mortality. Senator Ron Johnson reported the military deaths and disabilities and their ongoing cover-up. But the breaking story is the genocide of your unborn grandchildren. We had suspicions about infertility when we learned that the spike protein collected in the ovaries and testicles, and we knew that the shots made women's menstrual periods irregular, and that women vaxed during their pregnancies had seven to eight times the usual rate of miscarriages. But now we have hard numbers. Fewer children are being born since the clot shots were rolled out. In Taiwan, for example, fertility has dropped 23%. This is a monstrous effect, and the odds against it happening by chance alone are one in a trillion. Yes, with a T. Not only does the time course of when the, quote, vaccine was available match up, but Taiwan is one of the most heavily, quote, vaccinated places in the world. And I have a chart showing the even fertility rates or the birth rates from 2009 to 2021 and the 23% drop In 2022. Similar data is coming in from Germany, North Dakota, and Switzerland. Falling sperm counts are another disaster waiting in the wings. From a study from Israel, the most jab crazy country in the world. If you do not recall who is behind this disaster, I have a link to a recent post of mine. David Martin, Ph.D., is pursuing criminal cases, and I have a link to that. Applicable quote. It's difficult to make predictions, especially about the future, and some of his predictions are X-rated. Tess Lowry has another opinion, and this is another reprint from a substack, entitled, The Vaccines Damage Fertility. Is this part of a depopulation agenda or, quote, just a terrible mistake? published June 28th. Given everything we know about the pandemic, that COVID is imminently treatable, the vaccines are neither safe nor effective, millions have been injured as a direct result, why were the vaccines rolled out and now being allowed to continue? There are many theories ranging from the sinister to the plain venal. One of these is that a global elite believes that the planet is overcrowded and has implemented the pandemic and associated vaccine rollout as part of a depopulation agenda. Yoho note, read the real Anthony Fauci, Chapter 12, Germ Games, for how it was all planned ahead of time. It sounds the stuff of movies, and yet there is a precedent. As Dr. Andrew Wakefield's poignant new documentary, Infertility, a Diabolical Agenda, explains... The World Health Organization spent many years researching and developing vaccines that would render recipients infertile. This line of research came from a concern that populations were increasing at an unsustainable rate. And as the documentary reveals, the World Health Organization apparently saw fit to implement its infertility vaccines without the informed consent of the women and girls who received them. If you haven't already, please do watch the documentary and I've left a link and share it with others so we can start discussing these matters together in the, in the open. Many concerns have been raised over the impact of COVID-19 vaccines on fertility. The original Pfizer biodistribution studies revealed that the lipo nanoparticle used to encapsulate the messenger RNA does not remain at the injection site as stated, but travels to major organs, including the spleen, liver, adrenal glands, and the ovaries. Now, a new peer-reviewed study accepted for publication in the journal Andrology reveals that COVID-19 vaccines are harming male fertility. In this study, researchers analyzed samples from three sperm banks in Israel, They evaluated samples before vaccination, which served as a baseline control, followed by samples taken periodically for about five months after donors received their second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. About three months after the second Pfizer dose, sperm concentration had reduced by 15.4%. There was also a percentage change reduction of 22% in sperm motility. This is significant. Both of these indicators would reduce the chance of the sperm fertilizing an egg. Subsequent testing found that donors generally recovered, or so the authors state. The figures in the study indicate that levels were still lower than the pre-vaccination baseline. However, as Dr. Byram Brittle points out in his excellent post on this study, the authors had made an assumption that the donors would never need more than two shots to be fully vaccinated. In the paper, they define, quote, vaccine completion at seven days after the second shot. Since the study, these donors will have been offered a third shot, maybe even a fourth. No studies have been done looking into the consequences on male fertility beyond two vaccine doses. If a COVID-19 vaccination program involves being vaccinated every six months, as it does in many countries, what happens to male fertility then? The WHO's VIGI Access database holds a growing list of adver- adverse events in relation to reproductive health and fertility, including 5,726 spontaneous abortions, 501 fetal deaths, 208 stillbirths, plus reports of testicular swelling, te- sexual dysfunction, and many other conditions. Rather than passive consumers, we are active participants in the glorious web of life, and human fertility is not, is to be treasured as the miracle that it is. If there is even the hint of the vaccine's damaging fertility, they must be halted. The next section is about Toby Rogers. He sat through the recent FDA hearings when they approved the clot shot for babies. His substack was entitled, The Government is Coming for Your Kids. And here's what he says, quote, the meetings were surreal as the so-called, quote, experts displayed no critical thinking skills and instead wallowed in cliches supplied to them by the pharmaceutical industry. When the meetings adjourned for the day, I wandered about the house trying to make sense of what I had just witnessed and checked in with friends who were also watching the horror unfold. Then it would be night again and the cycle would repeat. Over the course of five meetings and five days, I witnessed crimes against humanity, the end of the bourgeoisie, and the likely end of America. But Roger's longer-term conclusions were more optimistic. Quote, The FDA and CDC have guaranteed their own collapse. Here's how the next few years are likely to play out. About one-third to half of the Democratic Party, including the overwhelming majority of the public health establishment, are afflicted with hypochondria, Stockholm syndrome, and or Munchausen syndrome by proxy. They're going to take their kids to be injected right away at any nearby CVS, Walgreens, or out of the back of a windowless van down by the river. They don't care. Quote, needles into arms and legs, unquote, is the only thing that Democrats believe in now. They're junkies who get high from deadly virtue signaling. Those poor kids are going to develop a large range of adverse events, Myocarditis, heart attacks, strokes, autoimmune disorders, cancer, endocrine disorders, infertility, and sudden, quote, unexplained death, to name a few. The overboosted adults will suffer a similar fate. The bourgeoisie will lose their health, their dignity, and then all of their wealth to the pharma cartel. Over time, about half of injured families will come over to our side and become single-issue medical freedom voters. That will give us the numbers we need to take power and prosecute the evildoers. All of the Democratic advantages that the Democrats thought would carry them to permanent majorities will evaporate. Republicans who understand vaccine injury better than Democrats at this point will win the November midterm elections, the 2024 presidential election, and the majority of state, local, and federal elections for the foreseeable future. Republicans will control all of the appropriations committees and oversight committees that have purview over the Health and Human Services, the Food and Drug Administration, the CDC, and the NIH. Fauci, Walensky, Karliff and Marx will all quickly retire to avoid being called to testify. By failing to listen to the majority of the country that is deeply skeptical of these shots, the FDA and the CDC deepened the polarization and made reconciliation nearly impossible. These decisions will make no difference on the pandemic. If anything, these authorizations of more shots for kids mean that the pandemic will continue for years because the shots do not work and they fuel the evolution of variants that evade vaccines. At this point, there is no need for red states like Texas and Florida to split off to form their own countries because Republicans are about to control everything, Congress, the presidency, and the courts. We need to make the point, every chance that we get, that the November midterm election is not about inflation, guns, abortion, drag shows, nor Ukraine. The 2022 midterm election is about stopping the pharma genocide. I will only vote for politicians who publicly speak out against all of the following ongoing atrocities. Tony Fauci funded the creation of a gain-of-function virus that got loose and killed 6 million-plus people. The medical establishment blocks access to safe and effective treatments in order to create the market for vaccines. Hospitals used and continue to use the wrong protocols because all of their financial incentives are not aligned with health. Poorly tested genetic experiments were injected into billions of people worldwide causing an increase in all-cause mortality and a wide range of horrific adverse events that are going to wreck human health and the economy for decades. Social media companies censor life-saving information to protect the cartel while enriching themselves. The entire mainstream media is complicit in covering up the genocide. Here's the beginning of a last article that's similar. It's entitled, Since the COVID vaccine rollout, all sorts of diseases have started to reappear. Why? Because the COVID vaccines cause AIDS. This is by the expose. It feels like we can't go a single week without hearing about the reemergent or emergence of a disease or ailment at the moment. We've had a mysterious outbreak of hepatitis among children, an alleged monkeypox outbreak across every continent, a rise in, quote, sudden adult death syndrome, and now the UK government has declared a, quote, national incident after allegedly discovering the polio virus in England. All of these discoveries follow an alleged COVID-19 pandemic, and all of them are, quote, coincidentally being found after millions of people around the world have been injected with an experimental messenger RNA COVID 19 vaccine. This is precisely why we shouldn't really be that surprised, because all we're witnessing is the consequences of the damage done to millions of immune systems around the world by these experimental vaccines, with official government data suggesting that damage is so severe that the COVID-19 vaccinated are slowly developing acquired immune deficiency syndrome. And there's more to this if you wanna click the link.